Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Ministry Veterinary Group, joining me this afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon, Patricia. And you are very welcome to the programme. And I promised uh, a listener that I would talk about this on the programme today. It's to do with pugs, those particular breed of dogs. Uh, Victoria was telling me that she had a King Charles dog, eight years of age, who sadly had to be put to sleep before Christmas. She now thinks she's ready to get a new dog. She said she'd done, she's done all her grieving and it's taken her time. She has an offer of a pug. But a friend of hers was saying, be very careful with pugs because they come with higher health risks. So Victoria contacted me to say, would you ever ask Jane to discuss pugs and do they come with higher health risks than other dogs? Okay, so this is a really interesting um, topic and it's one that I suppose it's, it's one we encounter every day. So we all know kind of these little flat-faced breeds. So they're called brachycephalics is the official term. So it would encompass things like pulp, um, French bulldogs, bulldogs, things like that. So they have a, a shorter snout than normal. Now, they are great little dogs with beautiful little personalities. However, they have a plethora of health issues associated with that short nose. So it is really a... a, a I, my advice would be to take a, a real kind of step back and caution before you proceed with taking on a, a flat faced dog. Although they are beautiful little dogs personality wise, a lot of the breeding at the moment, and that's not, let's say, all breeding um, of these breeds is it kind of selects for, let's say, the flatter face as being the breed standard in most cases, as far as I'm aware now with that comes along problems with breathing um so a lot of these breeds can have problems um with let's say getting enough air and oxygen in particularly when they're exercising or in hot weather and they can really struggle some of them will snort and snore quite a lot and that's because their airway is relatively not big enough for the size of their body essentially and the conformation so the shape of the front of their nose is is not let's say long enough and wide enough to prevent normal airflow so that gives them lots of problems with exercising and tolerating heat and in many cases being able to breathe normally in normal circumstances, depending on how severe the issues are. You can also have some problems with their eyes as well. A lot of these flat-faced breeds have kind of quite bulgy bug yeah. eyes, which gives them that cute kind of baby-like appearance. But they can be very, very prone to having problems such as very, very prone to scratches on the front of their eyes, such as eye ulcers, for example, oh. or even problems with just how well, how well their eye is contained within their head. So they have a plethora of health issues at the moment, unfortunately. So it's something I would exercise extremely caution before going down that route because yeah. there are a number of issues. With yeah, she's, she's right to be concerned. And it, it, they've become one of those sort of more 
popular dogs, haven't they? The, the little pugs, they've almost become like the little designer dog. Exactly. In the last kind of three or four years, particularly, I know, I know most practices around the country have seen a big upsurge in these breeds. And a lot of them, it is, I suppose, it's kind of the, the celebrity dog is yeah. part of it. Um, and, and that has had a certain amount of influence on things, which obviously when they come along with a lot of health issues, it's concerning um, because we obviously want all of our dogs to be able to live a happy, comfortable and healthy life. And if we're kind of actively encouraging breathing of these breeds that have kind of known health issues that do cause them to struggle in their day to day lives, then we, I suppose we just need to kind of think about our decision making as to what we want to promote longer term for, for the dogs all over the country. Yeah, well we said. want them to be fit, healthy, happy and comfortable. Well said. OK, good advice there for Victoria. I would suggest a mongrel for you, uh, Victoria and uh uh, rehome, go and go and t- take yes. a rehomed dog. Okay, now Annie was on to us. This is to do with her ten-year-old Labrador who has suddenly gone off his dog food. There was a particular bl- brand that he liked. It was either contained beef or chicken, and, and no problem at all. There were tinned tinned food, and away he went. He would also have dry nuts, but she said the dry nuts would be more like a snack. All of a sudden, he's gone off the tinned dog food. Now, Annie said what he's surviving on at the moment is scraps that she would have from, you know, their own table from dinner and uh, breakfast and she's also been giving him things like cooked chicken and she's wondering is it okay is that enough for him to survive on and why would he suddenly have gone off from the particular brand of food that he always liked Okay, so if it's a particular brand of food that he always liked and the formulation hasn't changed and he's just decided all of a sudden that's not for me, then I would say that that's a a really good signal to you that something's up so any change, even just a change of kind of refusing certain foods and needing to kind of have the more enticing foods like the human food, the chicken, the other snacks to get them to have an appetite is a big signal that your pet may have a declining appetite. And to be honest with you, there's a hundred and one different reasons that that can occur. And the best thing that you could do at this stage is visit your vet. I would visit your vet, let them know that there's been a, a, you know, kind of a quite sudden and dramatic change in their eating habits. And it may be that they need to do a full physical exam. If your pet is a little bit older, they might need to do some ancillary tests like blood tests and urine analysis just to screen for background issues. Now, there's a small chance it could be that your dog has just suddenly become very picky. But if they've long been kind of on that food, very settled and the formulation hasn't changed, it's quite likely that it might be an early warning system for something being up. And I'd say one thing I'd say is don't be afraid to go to your vet. It's always better that if there is something up in the background, the earlier we know. Because for many, many diseases, the earlier we catch them or the earlier we catch an issue, sometimes we can solve it entirely. Or if not, it's something that usually the earlier you institute manage many long term diseases, the better the outcome. So it's always better to be armed with the information. So I know it can be scary to think that there's something might be up with your dog, but it's always better to know, to be able to act on it and help your pet rather than kind of be in the dark a little bit. So I take his signal as a, as a signal to go to the vet. Yeah, and there's so many treatments now, you know, mm-hmm. around. And, and a 10 year old Labrador, that's, you know, he's got a good few more years of living left to do. One would hope, you know, you hear yeah. of all, all, all kinds of ages of different sizes of dog. Generally, the smaller dogs tend to live a little bit longer on average, but the larger kind of medium to large Labradors, I, I'd hope he had, he'd still have a few years on the clock. OK. Um, certainly of, ha- of happy life. So OK, Carmel's been, been on to some Turner's Cross. Uh, one of her cat's eye is weeping. She's happy, eating well, running around in great form. It's just every now and again, Carmel notices that the eye is weeping. It's not doing it all of the time but it's just every now and again. 
Okay, if it's every now and again, it could be one of two or three things. One is it could be a problem with the actual eye. So it could be kind of a waxing, waning, ongoing eye infection. And sometimes it can just be bad luck and we need treatment just to get rid of the infection. Sometimes it can be underlying things like, for example, ingrown eyelashes or something stuck there. Dogs and cats are very good at sticking their heads into things, getting stu- things stuck just underneath their eyelids where they're nicely hidden from us, but cause kind of continuous irritation for them and can sometimes cause some eye discharge. Other things in a cat that will cause kind of waxing, waning eye discharge is cat flu. So unlike us, when cats get kind of flu-like symptoms, they can sometimes get runny, weepy eyes. Um, And sometimes that can be the only presenting sign. So that's a possibility too. I would say if it's happening and it's coming back kind of repeatedly, even though your cat seems otherwise well in himself, I would visit the vet because you want to make sure that he's not sore, irritated. And the longer we leave these things, sometimes the harder they are to treat. So it's best to best to take him along to your vet. OK, and staying on cats, uh, Timmy in Shanagari, is it OK for cats to eat grass? His five-year-old cat is constantly eating grass at the moment, but it's a new thing. He never did it before. Okay, if it's a new thing, very similar to our dog kind of going abruptly off his food. If this is a new behaviour for your pet and all of a sudden they're doing it all of the time, that's a signal that something might be up in the background. Now, with grass eating, we do know in dogs, sometimes they eat grass and similarly with, with, with cats, they eat grass when they feel nauseous and want to make themselves sick. In dogs, we know that there's a small amount of evidence to show that sometimes it can actually just behavioural, be behavioural, be a habit, and it's it's entirely harmless. But for cats, generally, if they're chewing on grass, it means they're feeling a little bit not to make themselves sick. So I would say that you want to find out the reason why that's happening. So visit your vet, let them know what's happened. It's an abrupt change in their behaviour, so it always warrants investigation. And they'll take it from there and they'll discuss the options with you as to as to how you proceed from there. Okay. All right. Good advice as always. Listen, thank you for that to Jane. Have a lovely week and we'll chat to you next Thursday. Thank you for chatting. Thanks a million. That is uh, Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.